Welcome, everybody. This is Lessons for Life podcast. I'm Troy Hudkins, your host, and with me tonight we have Jenny Polischuk. Jenny, thanks for joining us. It's uh, it's a great to have you on here with us and share some insight. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so to get started, uh, first question: Who is Jenny Polischuk. Jenny Polischuk is a 38-year-old lady. She's a, a wife and a mother and an educator and a nonprofit worker, a Christian, and a, a, a lady trying to be better and be who she's meant to be nice right on that's awesome you obviously wear a lot of hats uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah most of us do yeah that, that's cool um who has been your biggest influence in your life your mother or your father oh i have to say both okay. we are, yeah we describe them as like a yin and a yang of parenting nice uh and my siblings and i we've talked about this how their strengths really complement one another so as a parental unit they checked i would say nearly all of the boxes and they were the perfect parents for us i have to say both nice that's awesome do you do you find that um like i mean it's kind of neat that that parents fit together like that and I think it's like that for a lot of a lot of people yeah um you know whether it be work and stay at home or you know one's into lots of outdoor stuff and one's into lots of indoor stuff you know what I mean but they always yeah. seem to complement each other and give their kids you know those kinds of things totally. that's awesome of all the good things your mother has shown you, what is one that you would like to be able to pass along to your younger generations? Um, her devotion to the Lord. Awesome. So, yeah, of my two parents, like she was the one who took us to church. She's the one who are my dad totally great person but my mom like our religious training came because my mom took us to church so I hope to right. pass that along to my girls my testimony of my savior Jesus Christ awesome and you guys obviously learned that from a very young age yeah and you continue on and your your kids have learned that as well I hope so. Actually, honestly, I think so. My 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 grandma, uh, uh, my grandma Hudkins, always says she loves seeing how these later generations, because she has grandkids, great grandkids, and great great grandkids, and so she says she loves seeing how these next generations of her posterity are she says we're doing even better parenting which we honestly think she's a rock star but um yeah yeah like you hope that you can 
you keep raising the bar and being who your kids need and like learn more do more yeah anyway that, i hope my kids yeah that's awesome it's nice to see the young kids come up and actually do some of the things you've taught them or oh. tried to instill in them it's it's beautiful and i feel like my girls are stronger and smarter and deeper than certainly i was at eight and ten and they blow my mind like i hope i learned so much from them right and i and i'm supposed to be the parent but <laughs> they're like yeah they are awesome young women well, I think we all learn from the kids, the younger generations. I mean, I'm a grandparent. My kids, I learn from them. You know, they they learn things that we never learned as younger people, right? Yeah. Just the way society is changing. And now the grandkids coming up, you know, sometimes my granddaughter teaches me how to run my phone. You know what I mean? Like it's... It's amazing yeah. <laughs> how those little minds just take everything in. And they're built for the world now. Like they are the perfect people for the world now. Right. It's, it's totally amazing. It is amazing. It is. Okay. So that was your mother of all the good traits your father has shown you. What is one that you would like to pass on to your younger generations? Um, I'm not very good at this, but I wish to be, and I hope my girls, my dad was a quiet, um, a quiet lover, and he was a respecter of all persons. Nice. He wasn't judgmental. He was like a quiet lover and gave his kindness to everyone and anyone and uh, without judgment and I want to be more like that nice that's awesome and hopefully teach your kids to be more like that yeah right yeah right um growing up did any of your siblings have an impact on your life and who you are now oh my goodness yes each of them have attributes that I want to emulate for sure. So I'm the oldest. And then two and a half years later, I have a sister, Allison. And she is outgoing and happy and one of those people who everyone loves. And she just is a friend to everyone. And she'll say I'm an introvert, but really, like, wherever she is, <laughs> is where the party is. Right. And I love, I love... I want to be more fun like her because that is not my natural way to be like that. And I love that about her. And then uh, another two and a half years later, I have another sister, Leslie. And she is like the sweetest soul. And um, actually, she's um, probably the most like my dad. And that nice. she, she has such a tender heart and I, I love that about her. And then 11 years 
from me. So five years, there's a five year gap is my littlest brother. Well, my only brother, Michael. <laughs> and uh, uh, that kid has like grit. He probably would never describe that about himself, but he has persevered and he pushes on in life. Nice. And it's hard or not what he wishes things would be. He, he, he does push ahead and I'm, I love that about him. Yeah. Nice. Right on. That's amazing. So all your, all your siblings have had a, an impact on who you are now. Totally. Awesome. Which person outside of your family do you think has made the largest impact in your life? Oh, like not my partner, not Graham. Like outside well, of that. Yeah, I would kind of, I guess, because because he is part of your family right now. Yeah. Um. Outside of my family. I can, there are lots of people, <laughs> it's like, lots of people who like I've rubbed shoulders with over my life that I've, uh, have been impactful for different reasons. I, uh, a high school teacher who, uh, even beyond high school was like, don't give up, pursue what you want to pursue. You can do it. An encourager. Nice. Uh, like even came to my wedding because we stayed friends. We became friends. Like nice. I adore her and she was such an encourager. Um, I've had different leaders at church that have just, I've learned from and want to emulate as they mother or as they, how they have raised their families. I've wanted to, you know, <coughs> more like them because of their example. Nice. I can't say one. Lots of different people. It's like breaststrokes and helping Jenny be who Jenny is. Well, that's good. That's good. You've you've got a lot of people that are in your circle, right? Yeah. Yeah, very so, lucky. And, and hopefully all of us do. I mean, hopefully there's not just one single person that is that person, right? You know, yeah. I mean, maybe other than your husband, right? But <laughs> But I mean people that you like you said rub shoulders with or you meet you know yeah. acquaintances and stuff that maybe give you a little snippet of something that makes you a better person totally that's awesome who is your idol who do you look at and say if I could be like anybody I'd like to be like them or be how they are or what they stand for um I don't know if I can say one person again, uncle, but can I say my grandma's? Sure. My grandma's. Uh, so my like mom's mom and my dad's mom and then Graham's grandma. So my three grandmas, they all again have um, like my grandma Hudkins, her devotion to the Lord and she's lost her sight and she handles that with grace and her health stuff she handles with grace 
and she unconditionally loves us and I want I I want to be like her when I grow up my dad's mom my grandma Hinko I she is like always in your corner so here nice. you on and if you don't like someone she won't like someone with you <laughs> Support. If, someone hurts, if someone hurts you she will like not like them even. but she like uh great devotion uh that she's, way she's a very kind lady also <laughs> she is she and she loves us fiercely yeah and i want to be like that i hope my kids feel that fierce love and then nice. uh graham's grandma she is a quiet gentle soul that again handles like rolls with the punches of life and is able to step back and look at the greater picture and not like get her feathers ruffled right and and i don't know if that's something that's like come with age for her i've never asked her but i i can get wound up but i want to be like grandma lawrence and like step back and see the bigger picture yeah that's that's actually what i was thinking as you were saying the grandmas is do you think that that their attitudes with life or their uh experiences are because of age and mm -hmm. um growing and and learning as they go and you know maybe taking all that information in and and being who they are because of how they've been brought up or or the experiences they've had probably actually you're probably right i hadn't ever thought of it that way but yeah each of them have 80 plus or around 80 years of life experience that right when i when i talk to them <laughs> they get to share that perspective of 80 years measured up against my you know measly 30 whatever <laughs> the, the, the young child yeah <laughs> right I, I feel super fortunate too and the fact isn't lost on me that it's a privilege to still have these women in my life like and right. to know them and now for my daughters to know them and i'm it's a privilege to get to tap into their life experience i guess and get to know them yeah awesome um how important is education in your life i know you're an educator how important is education in life Ooh, uh big time important obviously i'm gonna answer that one but okay. i definitely think education can look different and my mom used to say like she she didn't go on after high school to do post-secondary she went and lived in europe and traveled nice. a lot and so she used to say my education was a worldly education nice and um even though i i did go on and do post-secondary i totally i've always loved that comment that she made and even still I'm a big believer, like I'm a book reader and I'm a self-help book reader. <laughs> and nice. uh, anything I read or take in, if I can glean even a little nugget 
that's going to help me in my life or in my parenting or in my relationships or if it's going to if I glean a little nugget then that quest for reading that book was worth it or um yeah so education yeah to keep learning and yeah refining ourselves and growing but that doesn't mean um like you have to go to college or university although it is a life goal of mine to get my master's and it was a long time for us to have kids it took like seven years for us to have babies from when we started trying and just before I got pregnant I had enrolled um back into the U of A to do some classes to bring my GPA up because I was okay if I'm not having babies I'm gonna I'll like start working on my master's and try and get into a master's program yeah now that the kids are here though I say when I'm a grandma I'm gonna buzz around the university in my scooter <laughs> I'll get my master's right on right on I'll get my master's then good never so stop learning Never stop learning. There'll be a season yeah. for that for Jenny on her school. Right, exactly. Um, so with education then, which one do you think carries more importance, classroom or life lessons? Ooh. Well, I think class, the classroom is like a microcosm for the world. Okay. So, uh, like for my girls, as they're going through elementary school, there are so many life lessons that come from navigating the stuff that happens in school, maybe not necessarily like their math, social science, language arts, right. but peer stuff, stuff on the playground, relationships with your teachers. If they're, you know, they're, the school is a microcosm for the world so there are life lessons actual life lessons that they're learning in school yeah yeah like you might not jive with your teacher guess what you might not jive with a boss someday so you got you got to figure that relationship out your seat partner in your pod really irritates you guess what the guy in the cubicle next to you might also really challenge you you got to work that stuff out (laughs) Awesome. So even even as a child in school, they're learning life lessons. Heck yeah, totally. Good. I think that I think that is like a beautiful thing. Um, big advocate for public education right here. Nice. Yeah. And the year your mom spent in Europe was her life lessons. Lots of life lessons. Learning and crazy all that. stories. Crazy stories when she gets telling you. Yeah. Crazy yeah. stories. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. So with education, whether it be life lessons or classroom, how do you know when you know? Oh, well, I'll get... uh, I ask the hard questions, eh? You know what, though? This is like, I think you can feel truth in your heart. Nice. And you can you can feel things in your heart when it is either something important for you to click and file away um, or just plain truth. Like I've been, uh, I remember clearly 
clearly being in a child psychology class in university. And they were talking about um, accountability and understanding consequences. Nice. And, and the professor's talking and I felt it in my heart. Like as, as the prof is talking, I'm like, that is totally true. Nice. Totally, like you feel it. And uh, when I was teaching, I remember a student saying, you know, oh, that's my spidey senses or, or that's my gut telling me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like at church, I would, you know, you would say that's the Holy Ghost testifying that's true. Yeah. And at, at school, my student said, this is my spidey senses. Yeah. And either way, you're feeling it in your heart and in your soul that it's true and good and Maybe it's something you need to lock in because it's important for you to lock in. Yeah. So if you can recognize those feelings, then you truly know that you know. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Um, how about sports? Have you ever played sports? Uh, not the sporty type. Okay. But... Uh, I'm good for trying most things. Okay. So, so don't just say no, give it a try. Yeah. But then usually once I play, uh, I, I don't know if people would want to be on my team, <laughs> but, but I do play. A, like, yeah. I'm a cheerleader. I'll cheer you on. You're, you're a good cheerleader. My wife as well. Yeah. My wife as well. She, finally played baseball one time with us because we were short a girl on our team and she stood there and when she finally hit the ball she was so excited she turned to us all and said I hit it I hit it and she wouldn't run but she right? was totally excited <laughs> so yeah, I identify with that. Yep, yep. <laughs> right we have so, exactly exactly so you didn't play sports did you join any other teams or clubs or anything like that in school oh yeah oh yeah totally uh totally uh student council peer mediation nice. support santa's little helpers did some you know dabbled in drama dabbled in band nice yeah, did some stuff so what do you think what kind of experiences did you gain from being part of whether it's a club or a team, I'll say team, being part of a team or in that team environment? Oh, lots of stuff comes from that. For sure, lots comes from that. First, it's cool to be with like-minded people. And I think, you know, student council, people who join student council are often motivated to make change or be leaders or they, because they want to do something good, they'll step into that leadership role. Um, nice. So it's cool to be inspired by people like that. We had a, something called Santa's Little Helpers in high school, you know, which we gathered stuff for Santa's Anonymous. And then we did the food bank. Uh, and so that was also, you know, when you're, again, with like-minded like people or motivated by them, that's, it's pretty cool. So do you find being around people like that motivates you further? Totally. than you would be if you were just on your own. Yeah. And, yeah, totally. Now, um, 
I didn't return to the classroom after the girls were born. I stayed home. And then I began volunteering at um, a nonprofit who I'd attended programs with my little girls through this nonprofit in town called Families First. And then I ended up getting a job and working part time there the last um, four years. Nice. And it's a nonprofit, and I'm continually inspired by the women that give so much of their time and their talents to our community. Like, totally inspired by these women that are just like awesome ladies. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Um, so what is your biggest motivator? Um, like for my life and what, like, I, I want to be a good person. Okay. And become who I'm supposed to be. Okay. So with that being said, what is your why? Uh, at the end of this life, I want to return to my Heavenly Father, return to God and be with my family forever. And awesome. hopefully help one another get there. <laughs> so, so make it through this life being the best person you can. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And oh, does Jenny fall short? But she tries. <laughs> well, I think we all fall short on some things, but like you said before, never give up, right? Always yeah, keep don't... learning. Yeah. Right? So what is your biggest fear? <sighs> Not being good enough. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I find that that's my thing all the time is not feeling like I'm good enough at something or, you know, maybe I build something and it's not quite how I want it to be. Mm -hmm. You're like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Right. What inspired you to choose the career that you were in? teaching oh yeah education um always wanted to be a teacher actually and like would make my little sisters play school make them you know I'd write on the chalkboard make them sit there my sister was like fun enough going Allison I would like force her to sit at a desk which isn't even the best way to make help kids learn make someone sit at a desk that ain't good but that's what I would do to her because that's what I thought I've always, always wanted to be a teacher. And um, the only other thing I ever thought about doing was social work. My grandpa was a social worker. That's the only other thing I ever thought of. Really? And he, he sat me down once and said, Jenny, I like th think about it carefully. Hate to break it to you, but... Uh... <laughs> I think I would have cried far, far, far too much because even in education, things happen in your classroom or in your little people's families that you have to help them cope with. And that you was know. enough for me. That was enough for me to know social work. I could have never done right. that. It's, it's uh, that 
career is probably one of the ones that is probably, I, I wouldn't say it's the lowest as in that kind of thing, but probably dealing the, with the most down and out people all the time. Oh, heartbreak stuff. Right? Yeah. So you're constantly trying to lift people up and build them up. Yeah. Takes a pretty strong person to do that, I think. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No. And not, not that other careers don't either, you know? No, but, but yeah, they're... That's definitely one that... <laughs> no. And education, you get like some magic too. When someone learns to read, magic. Right. They can tell they can tell a face clock. They learn to tell a face clock. Magic. Right. All of a sudden you're like, hey, I taught this child how to do this. It's they amazing. Multiply, they handwrite their name. Magic. Yeah. That is way cool. Is there anything else other than those two careers that you would ever like to do? Yeah, actually, I've thought seriously about interior design. Nice. And you design your house pretty well all the time. I really like to do stuff in my home. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, I change my mantle out seasonally. Any holiday, Jenny's mantle gets a new look. Nice. And I love that. And I've helped my friend. She builds houses. I go and help her stage her homes. That's been fun before she sells them. and. Awesome. I help my friends when they ask. That's the only thing I've thought about doing. And because really your home can help you feel happy, right? If your home is right. happy, like the vibe it's, you create. It's your, your happy home. place. Totally. Yeah. So that's the and only other. <laughs> it's so kind of related to that same question. If you could do or be anything at all without any possibility of failure, what would it be? Mm. well first I about possibility of failure hmm. I love teaching and I love the classroom and when I volunteer at my girls school I volunteer there a lot like I get in there a few hours a week I have commitments that I help with there I feel it in my bones so without failure I would say though I don't go back and yet because I don't think I could work like I did before I had kids. I couldn't give before I had, before we had our girls, I gave so much time to my class and my students. Yeah. And I have a fear inside of like not being able to balance being the mom who I want to be, who I waited like a long time for this job. Right be a mom and being the kind of teacher that I would want to be and many women do it and like are amazing moms and amazing teachers lots of my friends swing that but I just don't know if I could do that um yeah I would go back to the classroom if I felt like I could I wouldn't say I don't think I'd ever fail at it but I but if you could, yeah, if you could be the best you could at it without yeah. failing, that without would, taking anything from my family, yeah, that would be the thing. Awesome. If we could have like ten more hours in the day, right? Ten more hours. But don't don't we always want that? Yeah. <laughs> Less sleep, being Less able sleep. to survive on one yeah. hour. 
Yeah. Right? If we could cut out sleep, boom, I might. I, I, yeah. Right. <laughs> then, then we'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> what do you do in your spare time to take your mind off things? Um, my spare time. You know what? I love making family picture albums. I nice. scrapbook online. I I do old school scrapbooking too. Um, for the girls' birthdays and our Christmas. I really, it's like family pictures are treasures to me. And I read once in a book that when you capture it in a picture, it like science literally has told us that when we look at a happy image, our body will release those same endorphins. So it's, if it's a picture of your family on the beach in Hawaii and you look at it again and you start remembering and feeling like so that's my nice. thing i organizing my family pictures and yeah nice. family pictures um what's the biggest lesson do you think you've learned in your life so far it ain't easy keep trying <laughs> does it ever get easier no no I, no i just spent like a little a couple months ago I spent a week with my grandma who's like uh 82 right I think she's 82 and yeah I'm like never is there a time when you're like I'm on easy street never all good now get back no 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 even when you're in your 80s you're like getting older and your body is like throwing your curveballs like there's never an easy street so you just gotta keep on trying Awesome. Awesome. Keep trying. What's one thing in your life that you've accomplished so far that you're most proud of? Probably my happy marriage. Nice. I uh, love my partner. Did not know how good I was going to have it when I when we picked one another, when I picked him, you know, when you're when, like, when you caught him, when I caught him, when you're like this 21 year old and you're, you know, you're you like commit to one another nice. and um, super uh, grateful. And I'm, I'm probably most proud of our, like we're happy. I'm pretty sure he's going to say we're happy. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Not bad. We're, we're we're quarantined right now. We're not quarantined. What are we? Socially distant from everyone else, but one another. Isolated. So, isolated. Yeah. And we still really love each other. Perfect, right? If I, you can, I, if you get, that's what most people say when they stop working and they spend all that time at home. They're like, I need to go back to work. No, love the guy. <laughs> Totally right? that. yeah that's good that's good yeah. what's something in your life that you've done that you wish you could go back and change mm. well i've said some dumb things along the way okay i have some little regrets of some dumb things i've said but I really, I, I tell my girls 
if I could go back, one thing that always comes to my mind in high school, I was like kind of a, just an average Joe friends with everyone flew under the radar, you know, just make it through, make it through. But I like, I tell my girls this story of a time when I was a bystander to someone who was getting bugged. Yeah. And I wish I would have stood up for him. Stepped in. Which, you know, I have that in me. And I was more afraid of the, you know, the ramifications for myself. Right. But I regret that. Yeah. Being a bystander. Like the peer type ramifications. Yeah. That the bully bully would turn on me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like that, that punk. And I'm super happy to report that that guy who was bugged went on to be uber successful. Nice. Awesome. Which makes me, but yeah, I still share that regret with my girls. Yeah. When the time presents itself. And that's a good lesson for them, right? Yeah. As, as young people. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Uh, being with my family forever. My little four unit and my extended family. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So family, that's my next question. How important is family in your life? So it's obviously very important to you. Off the charts. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Um, how important are good and positive relationships with other people in your life? Super important. Super important. Again, they like help you become who you, I think who you're supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. And I like, it's worth the investment. Even when I think about my family, you know, my siblings and our, I, we are like really different. Some of us like really different, like me, not sporty. My one sister, totally sporty, you know, for an example, Right. but like figuring it out and working at those relationships. And then, yeah, like I've had some of my friendships are just have been gold and continue to be gold. Nice. Yeah. Like helping you be who you're, who you are. So then with good and positive relationships, how important is it to have a positive attitude in your dealings with people, whether it be family, friends, or, you know, work, or even in your alone time? Uh, yeah, essential. <laughs> totally essential to be. Have, uh. And again, I feel like that's a work in progress, right? Like in our family, you know, there are some relationships that come easier than others. Right. But yeah, to work at it, whatever that means, if it means like disengaging a bit or stepping back till you can come back with a clear head, or if it means even looking at the positive. Yeah. The glass half full. Totally. All the time. Yeah. And, And sometimes that's hard. Right. Totally hard. Oh, totally hard. You you get into situations and and you get down. Someone else gets down. It's hard to keep that positive 
yeah. enforcement all the time. Yeah. So with trying to keep a positive attitude, do you do any sort of meditation or yoga or any self-healing or self-awareness work? Um, I do yoga and that's kind of one of my jams. That's maybe as physical as I actually get. <laughs> that's my sport. <laughs> it, you know what? Yoga is very taxing if you do it right. That's right. Right. It Not is. If it, it is. So that's my, um, yeah, yoga to clear my mind. And that's more of like a personal mental health thing that I do to let things, uh, and I've learned when I'm in my practice to like clear my mind and leave my worries at the door. And which is that. your form of meditation to go with your yoga. Yep. So that's nice. like one thing I do. Also prayer for sure. Prayer. Nice. Like asking for help in whether it's those relationships or my clearing my own mind of my worries or my fears or the things I'm anxious about and seeking help in those relationships or counsel for decisions like prayer, huge and nice. personally sorting myself out. Nice. Awesome. Is there anything that you would suggest for others? Hmm. Well, prayer is always a good answer, I think. Okay. And uh, I tell my girls, you know, I have taught my girls that. Um, for others, I would say, like, you got to find what your jam is. Nice. I have friends who are, like, walkers. They get out and okay. walk. Uh, one friend that's, like, a runner. One friend that's, like, I need to get in nature or the woods or go down by the river. Nice, which you is know. a good calming meditation in its own. Totally. Uh, right? Another friend that's like, yeah, big about going to the gym, and that's part of her like mental health, self-care, nope. which I'm like, that's more like a form of torture for Jenny, make her go to the gym. <laughs> like, you want me to confess to something, put me on the elliptical, I'll eventually <laughs> tell you whatever you want to hear. But do you think that that same person that goes to the gym all the time, do you think if they had to go and do yoga with you, do you think they would feel the pain like you would if you went to the gym? Well, I have kind of a weak body, so that adds to my just staying but, in the gym. But, but, even, but even just them stepping into that realm of doing yoga instead of like working out maybe right like yeah. I mean, something yeah. totally not in their wheelhouse right yeah trying something new right mm -hmm. like i you one of my know. boys one of my boys played hockey and football for years yeah and they went to one of his high school teachers when we lived in the states the in the phys ed class had a whole um they had a whole course on stretching yeah and here they are trying to get this kid to stretch and they would always come and tell him no you're failing this because you don't stretch properly oh. and he's like no i don't bend that way 
I'm all muscle from playing hockey, my legs don't bend that way, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. kind of like you you doing yoga and the other person doing the the working out in the gym, right? I mean, two totally different things. Totally. Right? So But it's yeah, but achieving peace and like peace and helping them yeah, finding your thing really. Right. And I think everybody's different. Like you said. Totally. You know, going out for a walk in nature. I remember yeah. reading somewhere that being out in nature, they they said something about being in the trees with a with a slight breeze, because you get the wind noise. Yeah. And being close to a river where you hear the water, they said that is two of the most relaxing things for your body that you could ever have. Cool. So I believe it. You know, yeah, totally. I mean. My wife has a, a sound machine she plays at night. We listen to ocean waves all night. Yeah. And it's just that background noise of the waves coming in and out and splashing and stuff. And it's yeah. like totally relaxing. To yeah. So, yeah, awesome. If you could write down one thing in a letter to yourself, um, your younger self, what age would it be? and what advice would you give yourself? Ooh, what age and what advice? Hmm. I would probably say eight. I'm just thinking of my girls' age and how they who they are, you know, how they are. So I would probably say eight because, you know, they, she really, they take things to heart and what advice? Um, stay close to the Lord and it'll be okay. Nice. Nice. Not, not marry the right guy at 21. Well, that's pretty good advice too. <laughs> That, that, worked out well for, that worked out well for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's. But, well, I was just going to say, I also want my girls to be okay if they don't find a good guy to marry. Right. Yeah. I want them to be like strong, independent women. If they don't find a right guy, they don't settle for a schmuck. Right. Right. But yeah, meeting a good guy at 21 and locking that in. That worked out very well for me. Def definitely good. Yeah. So, so teaching or giving yourself some advice to stay close to the Lord and everything will be yeah. all right. Everything good. will be all right. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Anywhere in the world? Golly, Hawaii's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> perfect. It's uh, not the perfect weather, right? I mean, per perpetually perfect weather. How how can you go wrong? It it rains, you get soaking wet. Ten minutes later, you're dry. Yeah, I I, right? I think why if it weren't yeah. so dang expensive. Right. Yeah. Nice. If you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be? Oh, 
if I can have lunch with someone. Hmm. Hmm. Better alive, hey? Um, oh, you know who I've always admired? Martin Luther King. Nice. I've nice. always admired him. And like, yeah. Yeah, so what would, always admired him. What would you chat about if you were sitting for dinner with him? How he could remain peaceful and stand up for what he knew was right and not like lose his cool. Nice. But you know what? I was also thinking of Gandhi, like peaceful protest. Like yeah. those, I, yeah, uh, he was in my head too, to like, uh, yeah, stand up there's, for what you believe in, in a non-contentious way. There's definitely some amazing people out there. Absolutely. Like so many in my head. That was hard to choose. That was a good question. That was hard to choose. Nice. Um, what type of music makes you happy? What's like your feel good music your go-to we were just talking about this at dinner my girls literally just asked us all do you like rock do you like pop do you like country yeah i think those were the three options rock pop or country um you know pop it's bopping it's happening and like old pop rock and like give me some Fleetwood Mac but I also like the Jonas Brothers and Taylor Swift so okay I'm, I'm all over the place okay so then if you were stranded on a desert island and the device you had with you would never die and it could only play one song over and over and you couldn't shut it off what song would it be? What song would it be? Uh, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Nice. That would have been one of my favorite picks. Definitely. It, it, yeah. That's a solid one. Yeah. Nice. So who got you into Elton John, your mom or your dad? I don't know. It was a rec both. I actually, I think both because there's a story that they actually, and you're in it because you're my uncle when they got married any duplicate records they had apparently 16 year old troy like swooped in and oh any God. any God. duplicate records my parents had and i think they had two elton john yep, yep. and you got one I've, I've heard this story i think but yeah i think i got quite a few but yeah that was definitely one of them yeah both yep. my parents big elton john fans that's awesome. And actually, pretty amazing, like, awesome life event. We took my girls to Elton John uh, this fall. It was, like, one of those amazing moments where my, our girls are old enough that they can do concerts and stay up past their bedtime. And oh, yeah. we all went to see Elton John as a family. It was a big nice. moment. Yeah. You know, I think Elton John, over the span of his career, like, there's a lot of bands that have been out – you know, from way back when I was young, way, way back. And, you know, they're still around and they're still playing, but you go to their concert and it's all the old people that were at their concert 
40 years ago, right? But yep. I think Elton John is one that catered to everybody, no matter what age. And like you said, you took your girls in there. What are they, eight and 10? Yep. Love you Elton know, John. Like that is amazing, right? Totally. And, and it fits, you know, the kids can relate to a lot of his music that comes out. Yep. Right. It's just yep. awesome. That's amazing. Yep. So one final question, this one I've kind of taken from another podcast I used to listen to. Um, if you learned and accomplished everything that you've ever wanted in your life, um, you've, you've been the best person you could be. You've grown to be just like amazing with everything you you've just grown so much and learned so much through your life and when you pass on you have to take everything with you after you go nobody nobody would know who jenny polistek is but you can leave behind three lessons for life on a piece of paper or something what would they be um Probably two of the three would be what I would write to myself, like stay close to the Lord and things will be okay. And maybe I would add kind of my third one would be maybe not the okay that you'd hoped for, but like, okay. Okay. So stay close to the Lord. Things will be okay. And maybe not the okay you hope for. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Good. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate you taking your time away from your family and spending this time with me. And hopefully the people watching and listening can take something from our conversation or maybe you know, gain some insight from experiences that you've related that they can use in their lives or, or whatever, you know, hopefully this, this is something that brightens them up as they listen. And well, again, thanks I, for having me. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And this has been Lessons for Life with Troy Hudkins and my guest, Jenny Paulus Chuck. Tune in next time for another episode. Thank you.